Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweeds Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tom Louise Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Arizona and the world at large. Yep, you're hearing them. The bells are out. They're coming. Not just for Christmas anymore. But guess what? There's only like, I bet there's probably less than 200 days until Christmas. We can find that out real quick. We just have to ask Siri, but we'll do that in a minute. Anyway, get your bong ready because Christmas is coming. Oh, it is a super, super special day. Let me see if I can get, let me see if I can get something up here real quick for this person. Um... Somebody who's been just the biggest influence of my life since I was six years old. Let's see if we can do this right. Let's see what happens. We're going to bust right into. Let's hopefully there. Oh, yep, there's an ad. Oh, no thanks. We don't even want to try. Oh, how do we get that done? All right. I'm so sorry. Here we go. We're going to skip the ad and say, hold on one second. We're going to say, happy birthday, Stevie Nicks. Woo! Queen of rock and roll birthday. That's all we're going to do is listen to Stevie all day today. So get ready. Edge of 17 is a long one, you guys. Get your bong out, everyone. The magic is here. It's her. It's Stevie freaking Nicks. All right, I'm just going to hit the bong right now, just for Stevie. Just a little hit for you. Woo! Happy birthday! but Stevie Nicks and marijuana. Happy birthday, Stevie. I think she's like... She is a baby. I think she's only like 73 or 74 today. (laughs) And guess what? She's kicking ass more than any of y'all out there. That's right. 
going to see you in just 90 days, Stevie. That's right. That's my birthday gift to you. I'll be somewhere in the Napa Valley stalking you in Halloween, Lisa. <laughs> All right. Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Yep, you're really listening to a weed show with Stevie in the background because it's the queen of rock and roll birthday today. So we're just going to leave this until it's over. Might turn it down a little bit. Is it too loud in the background? Or are we good? Pretty good. Mm-hmm. You barely hear it. Oh, well, then let's turn it up a little bit because y'all need to hear Stevie. And that's weird because I wonder how it plays. Does it play through the computer that you're hearing it, or are you hearing it through my boombox? Well, you're hearing it in here. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, at any rate, <laughs> we're all here. We're all getting high for Stevie Nicks on her birthday. Happy birthday to you. All right, I will mean it. All right, Stevie. I think for Stevie Nicks' birthday, I'll play guitar. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm not even going to do it. And everyone's like, what? No. Only teasing. All right, so let's see. What can we do for Stevie's birthday? We just smoked some weed, so that was a good start. Um, I bet she's in, in Malibu right now. Uh, overlooking. She's probably in bed right now. Who are we kidding? She's going to wake up at like 5 o'clock and be like, it's my birthday for seven more hours. All right. So we'll just turn TV down just a little bit so that maybe I can kind of hear what's going on. Um, thank you to Tumbleweeds Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. I'm going to get a new little look to you, Lou, coming soon to a Tumbleweeds near you. Okay, so there's just one. But we're going to get a little renovation. Come in and see. It's going to be bright and beautiful. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Uh, that's some stony marijuana in that bottom of the show. We're looking at silver sisters. Can't even talk. Trash. It's trash. All right. Uh, so come on down. Come get certified. Come get some weed. No, you can't get any weed there. Dang it. Oh, no. Ooh, that is a buzzkill. But you can get some uh, hemp nuggets. Yes, that's the real thing. <laughs> Not even kidding. Come down. Get some hemp nuggets. We've got hemp moon rock. And then what's the other one? So there's a moon rock, which has it's a bud rolled in hash with keef on top. We have that. And then we have another one that's just keefed. Okay. <laughs> and then we just have the plain bud. Oh, this is all hemp, folks. Um, I think New York just banned Delta 8 um, products. Yeah, I know. I just was on high time. And, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to, let's look at high times and see if I can't find anything about that. I don't know if you can ban anything. I mean, well, yeah, you can ban all you want the government, but let's see. Um, yeah, so anyway, we didn't ban it. I just don't think we don't have any at the moment. <laughs> so if you guys can see this video, look at her back in her heyday dancing. Look at that. She's like 25 years old, bouncing around the stage and high uh, platform boots, boots, all white chiffon dress and shawl with her songbirds in the background. Oh, sorry, we could break the CD. Oh, 
trivia. She wrote this about John Lennon and her uncle, who died the same day. Trivia, Eddie Seventeen. So they say. So awesome. She's going to be in high spirit. She comes to Napa Valley. Woo-hoo! in Napa. It's a gift from the gods. I just hope I make the next 90 days. <laughs> I want to hear the call of the night bird. All right. I want to hear it. Let's find our Delta 8 story while we're listening to Stevie Nicks. Okay, what are the feds doing now? Uh, celebrating 420 in South. I thought we already did that. Oh, what is Delta 10? <laughs> Delta 10 is coming. Um, see, remember 10 years ago when we all were talking about, like, everyone was like, how high can you get, man? How much GHC I can get? 24%, man. And now they're up to like, you can do dabs of like 90-something percent THC. But remember, I always said, why don't you just potentiate the crap out of the whole plant? Like, make everything 100%. You know, why not shoot for one cannabinoid? And now we're hearing the call of the night bird. All right, we're going to talk about Delta 10 THC. What? All right. We'll let, we'll let Stevie lead us into Delta 10. You may be familiar, familiar with Delta 9 and maybe even Delta 8. But what is this Delta 10 thing going on? This industry-leading innovation is another hemp-derived concentrate coming soon to Delta Effect. You may think that you have an idea about Delta 10 THD, but we're here to tell you everything you need to know about Stevie Nicks and her birthday, Stephanie Lynn. Happy birthday. Have an awesome day when you wake up later. Stevie Nicks, happy birthday to you. Weekday Wednesday. This is so great. The end of this is so great. She has to thank everybody. Thank you, Snoopy. All right. Oh, so happy to be here on your birthday, Stevie Nicks. Woo! All right, back to Delta 10. We were going to talk about Delta 9, but we're just going to go right into Delta 10 THC. So this is the fun part about, I guess, growing up with weed, and so they're going to find all weed's little cousins are coming out to play. What exactly is Delta 10? It's a powerful cannabinoid that is native to hemp and cannabis. It's very similar to Delta 8 THC in the way it's used. The THC is extracted from the plant. Then the Delta 10 is isolated and made into a distillate. That distillate is then added during the creation of products and features less than 0.3% Delta 9 THC. Around all this. <laughs> Seriously, you guys? Fantastic. What we love about humans. You guys are all creative. All right. Um, can Delta 9 get you high? Here's the question. 
one significant takeaway that Delta 10 is, oh, Delta 10 THC is psychoactive, or in other words, yes, it can get you high. Despite the fact that it does contain a small amount of THC, it has under 0.03% of Delta 9 THC, the chemical compound that is typically found in marijuana. Boy, is the government hitting themselves in the head. They only illegalized one cannabinoid. So now they're going to take all the rest of them and bring them out and find every other part of the plant that can get you high, too. Entourage effect, energy, delta-10 THC psychoactive effect can be described as an alternate kind of high. This is part due to where the double bond is located in its chemical structure. Delta-8 double bond is located in the 8th carbon, delta-9 in the 9th carbon, and delta-10 in the 10th carbon. This variation in the chemical composition allows for different effects and experiences. I'd like to see that up close in in a microscope. Although, when I took biology in class, (laughs) I didn't listen. I always broke the glass. Sorry. And don't do... Oh, I need a new piece. I was not good at that. Uh, Okay, let's see. Despite the fact uh, that it's a less potent type of THC, it does uh, process the strength... uh, Oh, possess the strength to get you lifted. Many users have reported similar experiences with Delta-8. However, it does depend on your history with THC and your tolerance levels. Uh, Delta-10. So speaking of tolerance levels, just a quick side note. If you want to get back to like zero and start re-experiencing cannabis on a new level, we've been told it only takes like 48 hours to reset your body. But who really wants to go 48 hours without weaning? You can do it. Okay, so with that being said, you might be excited to know that tinctures, cartridges, and infused edibles are often available with Delta 10. Overall, CBD still holds the title for the most diverse type of products that are available. This could be due to the fact that hemp naturally has a a high amount of CBD while at the same time produces low amounts of THC and its variants. Nonetheless, that's not taking anything away from the interest building up around the topic of Delta 10. THC. The most popular way that people use Delta 10 is uh, THC is vaping. This can include anything from cartridges to disposable pens. However, people who typically don't enjoy vaping vaping often take part in tinctures or edibles. These methods are also fairly popular because of their simplicity and efficiency. There are also other products like Delta 10 flour, which is industrial hemp that has been covered with Delta 10 THC distillate. Aha. One thing that is worth noting is that Delta 10 THC has a faster absorption rate uh, rate when vaped. This is because it doesn't have to wait for your body to metabolize the Delta 10. It goes straight into your system when vaped and allows for much faster absorption into your body. When taking Delta-10 THC, it's important to understand that Delta-10 is a type of THC, despite the fact that it's not typically viewed as marijuana. What you'll typically find is that most drug tests are searching for any form of THC in your system. Standard drug tests normally don't test for only Delta-9 THC, which is a type of THC that is found to be unlawful on a federal level. So you could probably continue, uh, yeah, you should probably continue with caution in case you are subject to frequent or any drug test. In other words, yes, you can fail a drug test if you're using Delta-10 THC. Good to know. Good to know that about the Delta-8 as well. 
we will inform the staff at Tumbleweed Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. Delta 8 and 10 coming soon. We're going to have 11. We're going to make Delta 11. This is important because, okay, many people are unaware that you can actually fail a drug test even if you use CBD. This is why Delta affects beliefs so strongly in trustworthy, efficient third-party lab results. You're able to find out what your product has been tested for as well as the potency of each batch. This is because a product can either have a very low trace of THC or can be found to be undetectable. Therefore, Delta 10, Delta 8, or any other form of THC can have low non-detectable amounts of CBD. So if you're looking for something that can get you high but not something as potent as marijuana, then you should definitely check out Delta 10 THC. This is coming from High Times Magazine. If you have experience with Delta 8 or Delta 9 THC, you'll probably love how similar yet different Delta 10 is. Some important things to remember is that it's psychoactive. The products are very similar to Delta 8, and the chances are you will fail a drug test. Right now, Delta has just launched its brand new Delta 10 THC line called the Euphoria Collection. And it's set to become one of the leading brands when it comes to Delta 10 THC. They've already established a strong presence when it comes to Delta 8 THC. So you just might be excited to try out their new Delta 10 line. And you can check their products out at DeltaFX.com as long as your state allows the sale of Delta 10 THC. Ooh, yeah, that too. (laughs) Um, Wow. So I guess we need to find out if our state allows the sale of the deltas. <laughs> Delta Don. Okay, I will do it. <laughs> What's that? All right, I did it. Sorry. <laughs> DeltaFX.com. All right, you can check it out. I wonder if they do have a, um, a map that says, is your state compliant? Well, that's a crazy website. Hold on, hold on. God, there's things. I just hit the button to go to their website, and it's like, ah, let's see if they have a, oh, there's a digital catalog, uh, all sorts of groovy stuff, and they're featured in all sorts of uh, different magazines as well. Oh, their stuff looks nice and fun. Nice packaging. Nice packaging. Clean. They've got hybrids, indicas, fruit punch. What? That sounds pretty good right now. All right, so Delta 10. Okay, we were trying to find uh, a story about uh, Delta 8. And, um, yep, New York City has banned Delta 8 THC. New York City, get a rope. Uh, Yeah, well, we all thought it was wreck. The news that New York has banned Delta 8 THC is leaving many in the state confused, frustrated, and nervous for the future. Delta 8 THC and New York are two topics that have been making headlines in the cannabis world lately. Uh, Delta 8 has been reported upon for being a controversial compound that is legal through a loophole, and New York has been in the news for making recreational cannabis legal. Okay, so now the two are making headlines again, this time together because New York banned Delta 8 THC. Under New York Health Department regulations released last week, CBD retailers who sell Delta 8 have to cease operations, meaning there won't be a booming Delta 8 market to match the newly legal cannabis market in the profitable and now cannabis-friendly state. 
There's no way I can keep it going in New York, said Yardley Burgess, owner of Empire CBD, who had to close all of his shops in various towns in New York State. Delta 8 is what helped my business grow. The loophole's legality comes from uh, because Delta 8 THC is made from hemp, not THC-containing cannabis, but it can produce a similar sense of euphoria <clears throat> to the classic THC high. And the compounds are remarkably similar. As a THC compound uh, that gets the user lifted is a close relative Delta 9 THC. So the news that New York has banned Delta 8 uh, isn't completely surprising, although New York has recently legalized recreational cannabis. They also established some really strict rules on CBD and hemp derivatives, compounds that are much less strictly regulated than THC-containing cannabis in most states. In addition to the Delta 8 ban, the new rules declare that cannabinoid and cannabidiol products made through isomerization are no longer legal in the state in general, which includes Delta 10 as a newly outlawed compound along with Delta 8. New York is also not the first state to make move towards this ban. Delta 8 is illegal in 12 other states, including Colorado another state that is famous for being friendly to legal recreational cannabis. Already, CBD retailers in New York are trying to get around the law. Gary Colney, who owns Gary's Indoor Garden Supply and CBD Center in Rome, I love it, he already had a garden supply store, so he just tacked on and CBD Center, told local media that while some of his suppliers had to stop shipping to him, he has a supplier based in Austin, Texas, who does not make his Delta 8 synthetically and still plans to ship it to New York. Uh-oh, it remains to be seen whether this loophole will work out or if there will be a crackdown. If I can get it and they'll tell me it's not synthetic, then I'll keep it as long as I can, Colmey said. He also reiterated that some of his products are simply growth supplies, which are soon to be even more in demand, and they can't stop that. This is an especially heavy blow to many in New York as Delta 8 THC has been getting increasingly popular across the country. Most CBD and hemp shops sell it in forms to be either ingested, smoked, or vaped. And now consumers in the state of New York will be out of luck when it comes to either ordering or going to a local shop to pick it up. Those who use Delta 8 often buy Vape cartridges, tinctures, or gummies similar to the way CBD and Delta 9 are, THC are consumed. There's even a, quote, moon rocks form of Delta 8, which consists of smokable concentrated nuggets of the compound. Many New York residents are upset because even with the availability of CBD and Delta 9, they claim Delta 8 helps the most with sleeping. It's, quote, the one thing I found that helps me sleep through the night commented uh, an anonymous smoker on the uh, pro-cannabis legal uh, in CNY message board. Soon, legal cannabis will be coming to New York, and there will be many more options for the industry. However, it looks like Delta 8 won't be one of them or Delta 9. Wow. Uh, Addison Heron-Wheeler is the author of that article. Wow. That's cray-cray. So if it's part of the plant, and the plant just got legalized. Well, I mean, just got, you know, <laughs> recreationalized. <laughs> Why is that still illegal? Inquiring minds want to know. And that's lame. I mean, yeah. Uh, people are trying to get around some, some, some rules here. But, well, 
I guess they're not going to. That's just weird because if it's recreational, it just doesn't make any damn sense. Oh, okay. Well, let's just keep reading. Oh, yeah. Did you all hear about this? (laughs) The DEA will begin granting marijuana cultivation licenses. So, you know, you guys, you guys are a little confusing. I mean, just slightly. You guys are like a bad 80s hairdo, man. Keeps <laughs> on going and going and going. All right. Oh, boy. The DEA announced that it will finally begin granting licenses to cultivate cannabis for research purposes. Okay. I wonder who gets these licenses. We will just see about that. Oh, you can buy seeds right there in High Times Magazine. Buy one, get one. The Drug Enforcement Administration made a milestone announcement earlier this month with the news that the DEA will begin granting marijuana cultivation licenses to various third-party applicants. I think I seem to remember a long time ago you could put an application in somewhere to start growing wheat for the government. And so the handful of folks that actually did that are going get, to uh, get their licenses. This will significantly expand medical and scientific cannabis research in the United States. The announcement came May 14th with the administration saying, quote, is nearing the end of its review of certain marijuana grower applications, thereby allowing it to soon register additional entities authorized to produce marijuana for research purposes. It will mark a significant change as the only current approved supplier of cannabis for research purposes in the United States is the National Center for the Development of Natural Products at the University of Mississippi, where the marijuana cultivation, quote, has been exclusively for the National Institute on Drug Abuse. Uh, Quote, pending final approval, DEA has determined based on currently available information that a number of manufacturers' applications to cultivate marijuana for research needs in the United States appear to be consistent with applicable legal standards and relevant laws. DEA has therefore provided a memorandum of agreement, the MOA, to these manufacturers as the next step in the approval process, the agency said in its announcement. In December, the agency said, It, quote, finalized new regulations pertaining to applications by entities seeking to become registered with DEA to grow marijuana as bulk manufacturers for research purposes, quote. Under those regulations, quote, applicants are responsible for demonstrating they have met various requirements, including requirements to possess appropriate state authority, document that their customers are licensed to perform research and employ adequate safeguards to prevent diversion, quote. Another quote, at this time, DEA has presented those manufacturers referenced above who appear to meet legal requirements with an MOA outlining the means by which the applicant and DEA will work together to facilitate the production, storage, packaging, and distribution of marijuana under the new regulations, as well as other applicable legal standards and relevant laws, quote, the agency said in its announcement. Quote, to the extent these MOAs are finalized, (laughs) DEA anticipates issuing DEA registrations to these manufacturers. Each applicant will then be authorized to cultivate marijuana up to its allotted quota in support of the more than 575 DEA licensed researchers across the nation. 
as individual manufacturers are granted DEA registrations, that information will be made available on DEA's diversion control website. DEA will continue to prioritize efforts to evaluate the remaining applications for registration and expect additional approvals in the future. While advocates have welcomed the expansion of research opportunities, the new regulations established in December were met with some criticism. Normal said that, quote, it has long supported facilitating and expanding domestic clinical research efforts. Uh, We do not believe that these proposed rules, if enacted, will achieve this outcome. Rather, we believe that the adoption of these rules may further stonewall efforts to advance our scientific understanding of cannabis by unduly expanding the DEA's authority and control over decisions that ought to be left up to health experts and scientists. Quote, rather than compelling scientists to access marijuana products of questionable quality, manufactured by a limited number of federal licensed producers, Normal believes that federal regulators should allow investigators to access the cannabis that is currently being produced by the multitude of state-sanctioned growers and retailers throughout the country. Doing so would not only facilitate and expedite uh, clinical cannabis research in the United States, but it would also bring about a long overdue end to decades of DEA stonewalling and interference with respect to the advancement of our scientific understanding of the cannabis plant, Normal said in a statement at the time. The expansion of cultivation licenses was first floated in 2016, but its implementation has been a slow burn. Haha. <laughs> in April, Normal said, that five years after saying it would consider additional applicants, quote, the DEA has failed to either affirm or reject any of more, any of the more than 30 applications it has received, quote. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But you know, I do know. It's Stevie Nicks' birthday. Hi, Stevie. Hi, Tom. We miss you, Tom. Yeah. 
the DEA and all the deltas that are going on in the world right now. <laughs> and now they're all illegal. Now why did I close every single shop you had? Come on, buddy. Keep one open. You can do it. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. That's what you're listening to, May 26th, Stevie Nicks' birthday for the bestie. And um, welcome, Grand Island. Probably nice. I have it on my phone. <laughs> I always know what the temperature is. But anyway, I hope it's lovely over there where you are, whatever you're doing. Uh, 66, that's freezing. Oh, my God, that's just freezing. <laughs> weather <laughs> all right let's see what we got going on we got empathy food for thought we love this book even though it's 10 years old we're still gonna read it he was on he read part of his book it was really great it's really neat you know oh and you know what i want to give a shout out and say thank you um you know, I was thinking about this while I was actually brushing my pool this morning. 
week after week. We've been doing this for a little over nine years, and you don't you really do it for thanks. You kind of do it for fun and because, you know, we love weed. And we don't, you know, I never, this program is so silly. I never know who's listening, who isn't listening, who's not on, who is on, who's blogging, who isn't. And we got a we got an email that said, I hope, howdy, I hope your podcast is doing well. Reaching out to let you know we mentioned you in an article about medical cannabis podcasts. Um, and you can find the article at, at the, I'm going to post it right here. We are one of top uh, 20 podcasts that they mentioned about weed. <laughs> so we just want to say thank you to the CBD team out there. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. Sometimes we just keep going and doing our thing. And we just want to say thanks for listening and thank you for appreciating us. And that's just awesome. We really love it. Let me get over here and get to our chat section, and um, we'll put that up there after we say hi, and you can see for yourself the little article about CBD from CBDDevious.com. Did you check it out? It's pretty cool. All right, so thank you. We really appreciate that. That means a lot. <clears throat> Legal pushers. So we're reading Empathy, Food for Thought, a look at the irrationality of modern welcome back to weed day wednesday everybody welcome back we say wednesday live coming to you now we just had to trick the damn show again wow that's fun always so fun sorry for the delay the show cut out but don't you worry we come back in all right you're listening to empathy and when i said happy birthday cba it's just too much for the airways. <laughs> There's so many people wishing to see me like happy birthday right now. It's unbelievable. You guys, she's busy. <laughs> okay. So, great hair, pencil sticking out, crazy eyes, and a mouth that's wide open with the grin. He's holding a needle in his hand. He's got tons of needles in his pocket. It looks like he's ready to kill you. In 2006, remember, this is just a little... Uh, in 2006, spending on prescription drugs topped $643 billion. The United States accounts for almost half of the global pharmaceutical market. $289 billion in annual sales, followed by Europe and Japan. In the U.S., driven uh, by advertisements on TV, the number of prescriptions written by MDs increased over 61% over the past decade. Retail sales of prescription drugs jumped 250% from $72 billion to $250 billion, while the average price of prescriptions more than doubled from $30 to $68. Now, I wonder what it is now because, you know, they did have, like, they're all getting sued, so there's a ton of lawsuits right now about all the addictions that they're calling everybody. And, um, and now, now they're doing just the opposite. Now they're trying to cut everybody up their prescriptions taking all their prescriptions away. So I don't know what these numbers look like now, but hopefully they got better. Pharmaceutical industry reported uh, spending $855 million more than any other industry on lobbying activities from 1998 to 2006, according to the Nonpartisan Center for Public Integrity. Is there even such a thing right now? A 2003 report entitled, quote, The American Medical System is the Leading Cause of Death and Injury in the United States, quote, 
by Gary Knoll, PhD, Carolyn Dean, MD, MD, Martin Feldman, MD, Deborah Rossio, MD, and Dorothy Smith, PhD, states, a definitive review and close reading of medical peer-reviewed journals and government health statistics shows that American medicine frequently causes more harm than good. The number of people having in-hospital adverse drug reactions, ADR, to prescribe medicine is 2.2 million. Dr. Richard Besser of the CDC in 1995 said, the number of unnecessary antibiotics prescribed annually for viral infections was 20 million. Dr. Besser in 2003 now refers to tens of millions of unnecessary antibiotics. Oh, no, that was close to the other one. We already know that, though. A definitive review and close reading in medical peer review journals and government health statistics show, oh, <laughs> just read that. The number of unnecessary medical and surgical procedures performed annually is 7.5 million unnecessary medical and surgical procedures performed. That's, that's outrageous. The number of people exposed to unnecessary hospitalization is 8.9 million people unnecessarily go to the hospital. The total number of iridogenic deaths induced inadvertently by a physician or surgeon or by medical treatment or a uh, diagnostic procedure is 783,936. Iatrogenic, is that how you say it? Iatrogenic? No, it's a big fancy word. It just means your doctor killed you. You know what else can kill you? The doctor can kill you. Oh, you got a Not much has changed. Need a Blue Jay to peck out the blood. All right. A million ways to die in the West, full version, get it. The 2001 heart disease annual death rate is 699,697. The annual cancer death rate is 553,251. It is evident that the American medical system is the leading cause of death and injury in the United States. At 14% of the gross national product, healthcare spending reached $1.6 trillion in 2003. That's 17% of GNP, $2.5 trillion in 2010. Considering this enormous expenditure, we should have the best medicine in the world. No kidding. We should be reversing disease, preventing disease, and doing minimal harm. However, careful and objective review shows the opposite. Because of the extraordinary narrow context of medical technology through which contemporary medicine examines the human condition, we are completely missing the full picture. That's for damn sure. But we are missing the full picture for I think every time you go into chemical made medicine, I think we should just stick and get back in the woods and go live like the.
I gotta look that up. I say that every week. All right. Gotta look that up. Uh, <clears throat> why? War on drugs. You've got uh, the DEA rushing in on, it looks like a nursing home, actually, <laughs> with uh, three patients here. They're all old guys, and one, one guy's watering up, one guy's, well, now he's face down on the floor with a gun in his head. Um, and another guy's got a gun to his head. Ooh, one guy's getting smashed around the door. There's a whole bunch of agents rushing in behind. And uh, it's a medical patient group. And they've got their little vaporizer. It says, why? The war on drugs. Uh, oh, they knocked this guy out of his wheelchair. That's, that's nice. Because he wasn't going to get away, guys. He was just going to pull. An estimated 858,408 persons for cannabis violations, and that was in 2009. Of those charged with cannabis violations, approximately 89% were charged with possessions only. An American is arrested for violating cannabis law every 30 seconds. I do think that that number has um, gone to like 50 seconds or something now. I think it's a lot better. I mean, it doesn't sound better. But that's, that's less. It's a lot less. So we'll, we'll look it up. <laughs> hey, hello, you guys look it up and you can tell us. www.why.whynot.net. <laughs> Ready to run, get on this one. All right. The average sentence for a first-time nonviolent drug offender is longer than the average sentence for rape, child molestation, bank robbery, or manslaughter. Okay, did y'all catch that? I'm going to read that again for those that were texting. The average, and this is disgusting, and this is probably still true to the state. The average sentence for a first-time, first-time nonviolent drug offender, which means you just get busted with some weed in your pocket, is longer than the average sentence for rape, child molestation, bank robbery, or manslaughter. As our prisons rapidly fill to bursting rapists and murderers, are being uh, given early release to make room for no parole drug offenders. While law enforcement continues to go after relatively easy drug violations, arrests even major cities in this country has a record number of unsolved homicides. And I, we got to get stats on that too. We got to call Ivan. This is so far behind. I feel kind of bad reading it, but you guys get the message. Why not this? And this is what's happening, except for Delta Eight and Delta Ten. That's going to be the why not the more on legal pushers? And here you got a doctor who's got all these got kids, babies are grabbing for pills on the floor. Uh, he's got overweight kids. He's got grandpa coming to get his medicine. This kid's got like a handful of pills in his hand. The doctor's dishing them out like candy. <laughs> what are these called? Those. Um, uh, the things that go over the baby's crib. Mobile. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 however you say that. Oh, we're gonna have to find that out too. We're really good. Thank 
are exposed is rampant, often prescribing. Drug companies funded speaking engagements and illegal monetary and gift compensation programs, all designed to push as many drugs on the public as possible. According to the report, the drug industry has spent roughly $7 billion in the past three years to pay out settlements for such practices. According to whistleblowers, drug companies routinely break the law to increase drug sales, even after they have signed compliance agreements promising to follow it. You promise? Come on, guys. You promise. On the left, we've got Tony the Tiger eating sugary snacks. Cereal propped up his feet on the sugary snacks in front of a TV, uh, doing absolutely nothing. He's got Rice Krispies. He's got uh, Frosted Snakes. He's got Sugar Snacks. Three bowls, he's overweight, unhealthy, in his dark room, feeling gloomy. And wait till you find out who's on the next page. All right, why misleading and false advertisement? 365,000 deaths annually in the U.S. are due to poor diet and physical inactivity. That has got to have doubled. That's just horrible. That's horrible. Come on, people. Nick Stace, Director of Communications at the Consumer Association, said, Quote, breakfast cereals have a healthy image, yet our research shows that big brand and manufacturers are lacing their cereals with such high levels of sugar and salt, it's no wonder we have a public health crisis on our hands, quote. Well, you think? Researchers also found that a serving of Kellogg's All Brown, Quaker Oat Crunchies, or Nestle Golden Grams contain four times the amount of salt as a 25-gram bag of roasted peanuts. <laughs> uh, foods with hydrogenated fats or oils contain trans fats, which, like saturated fats, have been shown to raise blood cholesterol levels and are linked to an increased risk of heart disease. Oh. I wonder what those numbers happen since COVID and everyone's been in their house. But the cereal companies have gone nuts selling shit. Well, on our right. I wish we had one of those, um, you know, uh, bells. <laughs> Why not? Michael Phelps, who smokes daily bong hits, is ripped as a mow and has won how many gold medals now? He's got like 47,000 gold medals. All right, close enough. Why not? Testimonial of health and performance. This guy's beautiful. It shows Michael in a pool with a little speedo on holding a bong. He's ripped. <laughs> he's got two six packs and then he's got all his medals and he's happy as hell. Look at that. Oh my God. With his little goggles on his head and his little thing on. Did you find it? Mobile, 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 find it. Although no anti-doping rule was violated, swimming champ Michael, Michael Phelps, the most decorated Olympian, 22 medals, of which six gold and two silver medals in Athens uh, in 2004, eight gold medals in Beijing in 2008, and four gold and two silver medals in London in 2012, was suspended from competition and denied financial support in 2009 for three months by USA Swimming after a photo was posted on the internet showing uh, him smoking marijuana out of a bong at a, at a private party. Phelps also lost his sponsorship deal with Kellogg's. I think that was probably a good thing. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> 
22 medals, and the guy's busted for smoking marijuana. Let's see what time it is. That's crazy. All right. Well, we still got some time. You're listening to Weed Day Wednesday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for Tumbleweed Health Center and Studio C for hosting our show each and every week. If you want to get certified, come on down, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Uh, we are here six days a week. We can seem to be popular for certifications. People seem to think they like being able to pop in on a Saturday and get certified real quick. Um, you won't get your card that day, but typically if you come in in the morning, most people are getting their cards by the afternoon. We've had some good five-star reviews for that. So thank you for those folks out there. Like 10 minutes. Like as soon as we, it takes, yeah, you're in the car checking. You're like, oh, I just got an email from the state. What? We're at the nearest dispensary. So, yeah, so it's that fast these days, folks. All right. So you can book your appointment online, tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. And what conditions qualify you for medical cannabis cards? Well, that would be PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's, uh, cachexia or wasting syndrome, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. So you are also eligible. <laughs> One of those. Sally sold seashells by the seashore. Remember that episode of the Brady Bunch? Um, you're also eligible eligible uh, if you are taking a medication that causes anything. And chronic pain runs the gamut of everything, all, all things. Uh, arthritis, DDD, uh, IBS, fibromyalgia, migraines, um, leg cramps, everything. Chronic is chronic for your state. So. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430, thctucson at gmail.com. You can email your records. You can fill out our telemedicine form online, tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. There's a little telemedicine section. Just refresh your screen a couple times. It will pop up. (laughs) And then it does go right to our email, so then we have it. You can come down and get certified. Uh, walk-ins are welcome always, Monday through Saturday. Come check out all our new new Ruby products. We've got some great new lotions. Uh, we have some new cartridges, right? Just new bags down there. Uh, what else is new down there? What else we got? We have some really cool hemp bags because, you know, you got to be stylish. you got to get your hemp bags. Also, shout-out to the Grower's House, 3635 East 34th Street. Go grow. You get six plants now, everybody. You're not doing something with them. Mm, I will. <laughs> Give me your name. I'll grow for you. Uh, GrowersHealth.com. Check them out. And also, Canna Health online digital magazine. You don't have to go anywhere where you are if you want the news. It's right there. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals. Profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, 
so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. That's right, and you yeah, you can go right to our website, com. and if you go to the radio section and you scroll down a little bit, you'll see some of our sponsors. There's also uh, 10 Buds is also there. We're on their website. Check them out. They've got all sorts of groovy information. You can find out about cannabis, marijuana. The Two Fun Weekly now changed their marijuana section to cannabis, so they don't call it marijuana. They call it cannabis now. Interesting. We should have a debate. We should have all the people on and say why we should call it weed or pot or you know, all that fun stuff. Debates are fun. All right. What else is going on? What is this? May 26th is Stevie's birthday. Sorry, I won't start seeing Stevie next time. But we, we, should, we should, you know, head out with one of her, um, let's see. What, no, not, I don't know what's coming up next. We can skip the ad after that, though. <laughs> Oh, your video will play after the ad. I don't know that I picked another one, but we'll see. Maybe Stevie picked a song that she wants to go out with. So, Stevie, we're going to let you pick. What do you want to play on your birthday?
Wednesday, everybody. Happy birthday, Stevie Nicks. We love you. See you next week, everybody.